0: the Lord multiplies the loaves and the fish it's one of those gospels that the modernists are constantly twisting around because they have no faith because they don't believe that Jesus is divine they don't believe he's God they're basically Arians they tell us that the real miracle here is Jesus got everyone to share that everyone had bread and fish and they started passing it around Think about that from a logical standpoint. For a minute, they're in the desert. It's going to be warm. It's the middle of the day. Carrying around a fish for a couple of days in that climate, not likely. You can imagine the stench. The fish would have been bad. These small, these two fish and five loaves, our Lord. Performed a miracle with. A miracle to prefigure the Eucharist. A miracle to prefigure the kingdom of God. A miracle to prefigure the truth of eternal life. These five loaves. They're not giant loaves of fish. I have loaves of fish. Imagine that. Fish bread we're making now. These loaves of bread They're not that big. These are small. And it's feeding this huge multitude because Jesus has the power to take what we bring to Him, to bless it and use it for His purposes and work wonders with it. doesn't matter how big or small, whatever we bring to Him for His use, He will will not let anything go to waste. He picked up all the fragments. But whatever we bring him, he's going to bless and use for his honor and glory and for the salvation of the souls. Nothing is too small and nothing is too big. But look at the reaction of the crowd. They're shocked. They've seen all kinds of other miracles. That's why they're still with him. They don't care that he's he might be the Son of God. They want to see another miracle. They want to see signs and wonders. They're looking to be entertained. Isn't that one of the main problems in the church today? People don't care about who Christ is. They don't care about what he offers them. They just want to be entertained. Look at these big parishes that offer these what I'll call rock band masses. Where is the devotion where is the reverence where is the love of our lord no all it is for them is entertainment but we who love and serve jesus christ see what is happening here and we can call to mind some very important facts about this location they're by the sea of galilee and they go up the mountain and there's a lot of green grass. And when you look out from the top of that mountain over the Sea of Galilee, that sea looks as calm like a sheet of glass. So let me read something to you briefly. See if any of this sounds familiar. Imagining this scene. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Makes me lie down in the green pastures. Hmm. Up a mountain and fields of grass, and he has him reclining in the grass. Besides restful waters he leads me. The Sea of Galilee down below as still as a sheet of glass. Peaceful, serene, and calm. Leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He's teaching them all along the way. And they're following him literally, as well as figuratively, up the mountain. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Again, he's the good shepherd. He is taking them through the valley of death, through life on this earth, where life is a continuous battle. He is is by his rod, the rod of his power, and the staff of him being a shepherd that we are guided. It is by those things that we walk through that valley without fear. That we know the end, who wins in the end. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Kind of like the altar at Mass being prepared. Because what happens there? Bread and wine aren't multiplied, but they are transformed, transfigured into his very body, blood, soul, and divinity. And it is by this that the sheep are fed. It is by this that we have power over the enemy, the enemy. And it is through that that the valley of the shadow of death is overcome. Because death itself is defeated by Jesus Christ. And Jesus himself tells us, He who eats my body and drinks my blood will have life eternal. So the valley of the shadow of death has no fear for us. It is not something to hold in terror. Because by the power of Jesus Christ, it has been conquered. Anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows the superabundance of God's grace that we receive in the Eucharist and in the sacraments in general are shown in this connection here. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Again, he who eats my body and drinks my blood shall have life eternal. He offers us all we need. He performs the miracle and he gives us the access to himself. Woe to the shepherds who are not feeding their flock. Woe to the bishops, the priests, who have denied the sacraments to the faithful during this Kung Flu Woe to the bishops especially who have forbidden baptisms, anointings, and have denied the sacraments to the faithful, denied the very lifeblood of the soul of the Eucharist, denied the cleansing waters, denied the cleansing words of absolution. And yet, these same people who would deny the faithful the sacraments, Violate canon law would say that chapels like this are forbidden to Catholics. You have to ask yourself what are they afraid of? They're afraid of their people learning the truth and walking away from their money changer ways, their false teaching, their heresy. In chapels like this around the country, around the world, the, sh- the sheep were fed when they refused to do it themselves. And yet they now condemn people like me and people like you. So much for being shepherds of souls. All they care about is their getting their cut of the money. If I were to all of a sudden start sending the bishop of this diocese money that he would charge any other parish, all of a sudden we'd be fine. Of course, he's not going to like the fact we're doing the traditional Latin mass and we're actually teaching the faith. That would cause problems. But if he got his cut of the money, hey, everyone's okay. All are welcome in this place. Yada, yada, yada. It's time for shepherds to follow the good shepherd. Tell the governor to get lost. Tell the bishops to get lost. Tell the pope to get lost. We are going to feed our sheep. We are going to give them the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. We are going to give them the sacraments. I don't care if you don't want to be a shepherd. I was ordained to be a shepherd. And if you don't like it, you can kick me out. As, you've, as these bishops have done to many good priests. It's time for priests to quit being cowards, quit being hirelings, and serve your people. Obey the law of God. The church, the church teaches this, the faithful have a right to receive the sacraments. Therefore, we have the duty. To provide them. Not in Zoom or cameras or broadcasting over the radio in the parking lot. Our Lord does things in person. You can't hear confessions over the phone or by Skype. Why on earth do you think it's valid to go to Mass that way? Why on earth do you think any of this is valid? What's wrong with you people? Use your heads. Hierarchy. Get with the program. Follow the example of Bishop Strickland, for crying out loud, if you want to look to one of your own. He reimposed the obligation to go to Mass. Again, I got my problems with him too, periodically. But at least he's got the guts to be a shepherd. I don't know how the bishops in the United States walk upright without a spine, but it's time for them to find their spine. It's time for them to be shepherds, to finally feed their sheep. Quit starving them spiritually. Quit letting them walk into hell simply because the priests are too afraid to hear their confessions. And for the love of God, quit trying to say people like the Society of St. Pius X or others like them are not in communion with the church. They are teaching the faith. I'm not part of the Society of St. Pius X. I have no loyalty to them whatsoever. But I do have tremendous respect for them. They have shown through this along with independent priests, along with other priests, that to serve the sheep, to f- fulfill our duties, is much more important than a following Caesar. We have chosen to obey God rather than men. And until the hierarchy decides to fulfill their obligations, To actually start teaching the one holy catholic and apostolic faith not this watered down tripe you get in most parishes not these rock and roll masses not these alpha programs that are teaching protestantism in the name of catholicism not any of this pro-sodomy nonsense that bishops are spouting along with pastor jimmy martin of the jesuit church that's leading souls to hell that is not teaching them. That is not guiding them. That is not the rod and staff of Christ. It's the rod and staff of Satan. It is shepherding them to hell. Not to green pastures. Not to restful waters. Not to the table that overflows with God's goodness. We who follow Christ want the church to be the church we want the bishops to be bishops we want priests to be priests find your courage find your spine the faithful deserve better from you and to follow the logic of what's being done by the Conference of Bishops to follow the logic of what's being Obeyed falsely by the priests is to say that physical safety trumps spiritual well-being. Therefore, every martyr was a complete blithering idiot. That is what the church is showing us in action, is that the hierarchy thinks to be a martyr is to be a fool, to be stupid. Is that the faith of the Catholic Church? No, it isn't. Look to those who are willing to go out on a limb, to suffer, to die. Those who are willing to follow Christ, come what may. Where is the church? Wherever the Catholic faith is held whole and entire, there is the church. So, Monsignor, so, bishops, you have not held or taught the Catholic faith. We've held and taught the society of me, my own self-importance. You have taught the cult of Caesar, not the cult of Jesus Christ. Why do you think no one is coming back to your churches as they reopen? They might be doing stuff in your Zoom, this, that, and other thing, but they're not showing up for Mass because you have taught them Eucharist is unimportant our Lord is unimportant all that matters is their physical safety that's not what our Lord teaches our Lord says I am the way the truth and the life and he who eats my body and drinks my blood will have life everlasting therefore he who does not eat his flesh and blood and drink his blood does not have life eternal therefore he is saying unless you receive these sacraments you're going to hell that's what he's saying ultimately. And the bishops have said, you know what? Christ is wrong. We know better than him. These monsignors are saying, you people are going to these other church chapels to receive this? You're fools. You're risking your safety for something that's unimportant. Then again, it's over that that I had to leave that certain monsignor's parish because he didn't believe in the Eucharist apparently truth of the matter is simple. The Eucharist is essential for salvation. The church is essential for salvation. As the church has always taught, outside of the church there is no salvation. These priests and bishops have placed themselves and their flocks outside of the church by not holding and teaching and providing pray for them their souls are in grave grave peril as the dust is being blown by the wind so will they be blown around the fires and winds of hell unless they repent may we hold fast to the body and blood soul and divinity of jesus christ reclining at his altar Reclining in the green and verdant pastures beside those restful waters, fear of fruit free of fear from the valley of dark the shadow of death, that we may rejoice in the sight of our enemies, that we may truly enter the Lord's house. For let us rejoice when we hear them say, Let us go into the house of the Lord for a day in his courtyards are better than a thousand elsewhere. May we rejoice that we have the true, holy, Catholic, and apostolic faith and that we still have our Lord Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist and that no power of earth or hell can ever take that from us.